Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. And good morning, everybody. It's the end of the week here on Political Coffee, and you know what that means. It's Freedom Friday. That's where I give you the freedom. Just call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically. You know how easy that is? You just pick up the phone. You call 503-589-1220. 589-1220. That is the Power Buke GMC call-in talk line. We appreciate them sponsoring that. Or you can send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news, either one. And I will do my best to read it. from, well, before the end of the show, assuming that you send it to me in time. Uh, Like the one I got from Jim, who, you know, this horrific shooting in Maine, which, of course, has Kamala Harris calling now for the confiscation of guns, the way Australia did. In fact, she did it down in Australia yesterday. The Australian... Did you, I didn't know this, by the way, but um, when they passed that law in Australia, this is a a story from the National File. Uh, When they passed that law in, oh, it was early 2000s, I think it was. They went door to door. They, they had a buyback program. You wait. That, I mean, it's kind of happened here in America before you wait. It's going to become national if Democrats take over and win the White House and take over the House of Representatives, which I don't think they will do under new speaker Mike Johnson for a number of reasons, and I can get into that as we go. But here, here's the thing, folks. When they went door to door, for those who refused to give up their guns in Australia. And in fact, it came under the penalty of death. The real crocodile Dundee refused to give up his guns and was killed by Australian law enforcement. Okay? So are you willing to give up your guns? The problem is in Australia, they don't have a second amendment. But Joe Biden wants to find a way in the back door to take away your gun rights. And you know how they're going to do that, folks? I've said it before, and it's going to happen again. There's a Breitbart story about how Joe Biden pushes lawsuits against gun makers following the main attacks. He's pushing for the repeal of protections that protect gun makers from frivolous lawsuits, universal background checks, and other gun controls. Now, what's interesting, this is uh, A.W.R. Hawkins, who's the Second Amendment columnist. Um, What's interesting, Biden has been claiming that gun manufacturers are shielded from liability and can't be sued. That's not true. They are protected, rather, from frivolous lawsuits 
over the criminal use of guns that are made legally and legally sold. Difference without a distinction? The problem is, is that even though I told you the reality, most people are not, they're going to only hear the soundbite from Joe Biden. Gunmakers can't be sued. Uh, yes, they can. They're just shielded from liability, just like a car maker is, a knife maker is, or anybody else who makes a product that is used in the commission of a crime. It's sold legally. You can buy knives legally at wherever, and then you can use that knife to murder someone. That happens every day in America, sadly. Anyway, Jim writes this email, says, after learning of the Lewiston, Maine mass shooting, says, I checked if they had a red flag law. Just to be clear, he says, I'm not in favor of take the guns, due process later, red flag laws. It's been shown in other instances after the shootings have occurred that in spite of documented mental health issues, these shooters still possessed or had access to firearms, like Parkland. Remember that one? Parkland school shooting in Florida. Oregon Firearms Federation writes, red flag laws take away firearms from people who have not been accused of, let alone convicted of anything. Early reports from the usual inaccurate idiots indicate the guy had been committed to a mental institution. If that is true, no red flag law would have been needed. That's a great point. So if you're having a conversation today with anybody who is you know, worried that we got too many guns out there you know, based on this latest shooting, you might just help them understand Oregon's red flag law would not have stopped this guy. Did you know that? Wouldn't have stopped. Why? Because the fact that he had been committed for a short time in a mental institution would have been all that is needed. A red, again, a red flag law takes away your guns. You haven't been convicted of anything. You haven't even been accused of anything. Now, if you're committed to a mental institution for a time, that's a different ballgame altogether. That's a process that takes place in the courts. A red flag law says basically anybody can accuse you of anything being a danger. And you get your guns taken away, then you get to go to court. That's wrong. Anyway, lots to talk about today. It is Freedom Friday. Freddie uh, writes a text message. What about hammers used in a murder or a car? Yeah, that's a great point. What about that? They're shielded from liability. Folks, the way they're going to try to take away your guns is going to be two ways. Listen to me. They're going to try to do it through insurance. They're going to try to, well, there'll be three ways. They're going to try to do it through insurance. 
If you have a gun at home, you can't get insurance, liability insurance, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance. You have a gun? Sorry. We're not going to cover you. You wait. And if they can't get that done through the insurance companies, they'll make the insurance companies do it with new administrative rule regulations. You wait. That's coming. Again, that's why elections matter. Now, the second way is through the bureaucracy in literally using the new answer, basically giving the middle finger to the Constitution and state law. I'm talking about Oregon, folks. State law. And expanding the powers of current state law beyond the, what the Constitution allows. You wait. They'll try that, too, by administrative rulemaking. The third way is through the allowing by the legislature of third-party lawsuits against people who own guns. What? Yeah, you wait, folks. Lawsuits, bureaucratic rulemaking that's unconstitutional, and insurance, the inability to get insurance are going to be the ways the left is going to go around what are expected to be positive Second Amendment rulings. Now, Mike Johnson, the new speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, spoke about this on gun control yesterday. He said, the problem is the human heart. It isn't guns. We have to address the root problems, which is mental health. All right, so how do you do that? No, serious. How do you do that? Maybe you want to talk about that. Maybe you want to talk about U.S. bombing so-called Iranian proxy forces in Syria. You know, last night as I was uh, driving home, I got we got the news about that. And um, so I'm, I'm just curious. Maybe you want to talk about that. Is that an expansion? Is that going to be just, is that the trigger? The trigger for attacks within America. How do the Arab, how does the Arab world, I'm not just talking about Palestinians now, I'm talking about the Arab world. How do they view us bombing these supposed munition sites and so forth where the Hezbollah is sending in these drones to attack and have hurt a bunch of military personnel, which we didn't find out about until weeks later. Which makes you wonder, by the way, would the Biden administration actually have done this had not it been leaked? Because that's what happened. Had, had it not been leaked that American personnel at bases in Iraq and we have bases in Syria, folks, which is well known been attacked they've been attacked 14 times 24 have been injured alone over the last week now who's you know you can i mean anybody with a brain can see what's going on here they are trying to draw us into the wider conflict because they want world war three and we are flat on the verge of it if you take into account what's happening in ukraine what may happen as Joe Biden 
threatens China with war, pledging military action to defend the Philippines, where we used to have a huge naval base at Subic Bay. Following an incident in the South China Sea, this isn't even Taiwan, folks. This is Joe Biden saber-rattling, and nobody believes it. You just look at the amount of money that has come from the Chinese through the Biden crime family. And boy, there's lots of news about that today, too. Um, Biden's approval rating dropped 11 points amongst Democrats in the Gallup poll. What? How can that be? Well, you know what it is? It tells you where the Democrat Party is, folks. It is his approval rating amongst Democrats only. Okay, that, that's that's the takeaway from this. Dropped 11 points from 86% to 75% approval in just the past few years. And you know why? Because people in the Democrat Party do not want him to support Israel. They want him to support Hamas. What? Tells you where the Democrat Party is. Doesn't it? Back in a moment, it's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220. Power Buick GMC Talk Line. Come on. Let's get it. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. There's lots of other things going on. Welcome back to Political Coffee. The three, or excuse me, Republican senators from Oregon who walked out uh, going to argue their case on December. Uh, what's the story say here? Uh, December 16th, I think is what it was. No, December 14th. Before the Oregon Supreme Court. Everybody agreed to fast track it because the deadline for filing is in March. Okay, Some of them have filed. They've been told you can't file. So it would be interesting to see what Kate Brown's hand-picked leftist Oregon Supreme Court says. You know what they're going to rule. Sorry, you guys are wrong. Is this, is this Don Quixote tilting at windmills? Hmm. By the way, Gary sent me um, his great email. Forest for Oregon. He's in the forestry business. He's also very conservative and solidly Christian guy about Oregon's Secretary of State is going Soviet-style monitoring. We talked a little bit about this, folks. The RFP ended today. It's a request for proposal from the Oregon Secretary of State for an outside organization. To do what? Well, to propose solutions to election misinformation. That's why Gary says Oregon Secretary says going Soviet-style monitoring on elections. It's unconstitutional, folks. Also, 
federal panel and Rich, hang on, I'm going to get to in just a moment. Federal panel dismissed claims questioning Joe Kent, who narrowly lost because a bunch of wealthy Republicans who were anti-MAGA, including a friend of mine, had their panties all in a wad. Sorry. Because Joe Kent beat Heidi St. John, a very nice lady, a conservative gal, but Joe Kent was endorsed by Trump because he's full-blown MAGA, former Green Beret, CIA officer, solidly MAGA. So a bunch of Republicans spent a bunch of money against him, and they filed a complaint. Say, he had a no-show job with this Virginia. Well, the Federal Election Commission said, wrong-o. Uh, Portland metro area, get this, you know, talking about this homeless tax issue that's part of the, what I hope is the repeal of the stadium city income tax, Portland metro areas, homeless tax. Now, Multnomah County has a homeless tax. Portland has a homeless tax, I believe. I got to double check that. But metro has a specific 1% tax for homeless. It's going to bring in a billion dollars in unexpected revenue, that's the OPB story, by 2029. Now, here's the problem, folks. Rich people are already abandoning Portland. They ain't going to get this money, folks. They'll get some of it, the idiots who stick around. Eugene, of course, is eyeing banning new gas stations. We talked about that. What's interesting there is that some council members are now worried about rising gas prices and the fossil fuel industry pushing back just the way the natural gas industry did against the ban on new natural gas. Telling you, political reverberations of all of this are profound, and we'll see more of it as we go on. Let's go to Rich. Rich, it's on your mind on Freedom Friday. Good morning. I have two things. One... Isn't misinformation the same thing as a lie? Yeah, kind of. I'd say it's the same. Second, uh, I need clarification from someone who's much more intelligent than I am. That's you. <laughs> uh, if the I had a petition in the mail together, for that one too, by the way. Go what? ahead. What'd you say? I said checks in the mail for that compliment. Oh, okay. Uh, if I put a petition together, had enough signatures on it, and now it's going to go out to the vote. So if I won the lotto and left the state, what would happen to that petition? Well, you you mean as a signer to the petition or the petition sponsor? Uh, as a petition sponsor. Um, well, the petition, I think, would still be valid uh, if it's been deemed to have enough signatures by the Secretary of State. It doesn't matter where the petitioner lives at the time. Uh, it should be voted on. Okay. Now let's say that uh, you and I have a petition, and we're the sponsor. And my petition is that mandatorily have to put mustard on watermelon. And <laughs> you decide you don't want to sponsor that anymore. 
So now it's just me on it. What happens to that petition? The petition continues. Okay. You, 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 even though one sponsor can, that's why you typically have more than one sponsor because if one drops off or dies, that's happened before. Uh, the petition continues now. If, if the if the petition person, if there's only one person and they withdraw, or they die, or they say that, you know I no longer support it, then it dies. That's my understanding of what's happened previously in Oregon. Okay. So, if we had a, if I had a petition, one more question on this. If I had a petition, and someone said, "Hey, I want to sponsor it rather than you," what happens then? Uh, I don't think you can add chief petitioners after it has been filed. Um, I, I would have to double check on that, but I think you can't add after okay. it's been filed. Okay. I, I may be wrong about that, Rich. Okay, thanks. Hey, all right, 630, Bye. folks. Freedom Friday, what do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the power of GMC talk line. Anything that's political is on the table. So what's on your mind? Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 27 minutes before the top. Now, great to have you with us on Political Coffee. It's Freedom Friday. That means you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about politically today. It doesn't have to be what's on my plate. What's on your mind? Got something to get off your chest? It's easy. You pick up the phone and dial 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails always to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. And I'll do my best to read it on the air. In a moment, we're going to chat with Curtis, who's going to share with us your next opportunity, which is probably going to be like today or tomorrow, or maybe both days, to hang out with Petunia, the pork detective. You know, somewhere where you can wave a sign encouraging people to repeal Salem's unnecessary and economically damaging to you new income tax. Why do I say it's unnecessary? Well, apparently they, the city of Salem still has not refuted Salem City Councilor Julie Hoy's official testimony from the city's own budget documents that they're going to have another $9 million surplus. So if they keep having surpluses, like $9 million this year, like they had last year, and they've doubled, get this now, doubled in the last 10 years. They've doubled the city reserves. Why do they need to tax you more money? Maybe they ought to use some of that reserve money to keep those warming shelters open. And in fact, we'll chat with Curtis about that because 
apparently they got a bunch of federal money for warming shelters and they repurposed it somewhere else. And now they're claiming, well, we got to have the new tax because we can't keep the warming centers open. Well, what did you spend the money you had for the warming centers on? Hmm? You repurpose it, you spend it somewhere else. You can't trust these people. You just can't trust what they tell you. They're lying. I, I just know the way to say it, folks. Their, their own documents say they're on track for a surplus, a budget surplus, and they're claiming they're going to have a budget deficit. They're lying to you. So if they have a budget surplus, why do they need to take more money out of your wallet? Maybe they ought to use some of that surplus. Hmm? Well, we'll talk with Curtis about that in a moment. Hey, folks, did you notice the forecast for freeze warning? If you're not warm at home or in your business because that old furnace system or whatever your heat pump is, is not working right, why don't you call Freedom Heating and Air and do it today. They'll come out today and they'll get it fixed for you. Or figure out what the problem is and how to get it fixed for you. 503-580-1456. Freedomheatingandair.net. That's their website. All one word. Freedom heatingandair.net 503-580-1456 let's go to Curtis Curtis good morning hey uh, where's Petunia going to be this weekend hmm? she's going to be at uh, the Rite Aid parking lot downtown on the corner of Commercial Street and Marion Street uh, today from 3 to 6pm today uh, right near where people are going home after a busy weekend a week here in the city of Salem working uh, and making all their hard-earned money, and and she's going to be out telling people to vote no uh, on the payroll tax, you know. And uh, then also she's going to be out this Saturday uh, at the farmer's market from uh, 8 to uh, 10.30 uh, tomorrow at the Saturday farmer's market on, the, on Marion Street and Winter Street, the... Main farmers market, and this will be the last one for the season. And great opportunity to come have your picture taken with Petunia. And it, you know, it, it's uh, you know the way I look at it is friends don't let friends vote for a payroll tax. So just remind folks <laughs> that. That's a good also, one. Also, you know, our, Mr. Mayor uh, is really pushing the scare tactics as far as. The homeless uh, not having money for the warming shoulders and that, you know, this payroll tax wasn't really going to be going into effect, taking in money for a while. But right now they're saying, oh, we're because not uh, the potential of not having the payroll tax go through, we won't have money. You know, it's not the city's responsibility to take care of the homeless. Uh, maybe some of us might want to come around, come down with some old blankets, some moving blankets, an extra jacket, and give to the homeless people. Yeah, I think that's a better way of serving the homeless people than to have the city government, our government, my government, to be paying for services for these people. And uh, you, you know what? Well said, and and it's a great point you bring up, Curtis. Here, the headlines are that hey, the city's not going to have enough money for homeless warming centers this winter. 
The new Salem City income tax won't even go into effect well into 2024. Yet, the impression the news media and the mayor are trying to leave with, this is why I'm telling you they're lying to you. This is something you can share with people in your world who are undecided about how to vote for this thing as an example of how they're lying to you. They're trying to leave you with the impression that we don't have enough money for homeless shelters, even though they repurposed a bunch of money they did have for, excuse me, homeless warming centers. Let's be accurate here. They're trying to leave you with the impression we've got to pass this tax so we can take care of homeless warming centers when the new tax doesn't even take place until 2024, after the cold winter's over with. If you never needed a re, it's trust, folks. You can't trust what these people tell you. Their own documents say they have a surplus, not a deficit, but they're telling you they got a deficit. They're lying to you. Curtis, quickly give out those times and locations for Petunia, or folks, where you can make a homemade sign and you can come out, hang out with Today, Petunia and encourage your friends and neighbors. From, Curtis, again, tomorrow. Today from 3 to 6 at the Rite Aid parking lot uh, near the Marion Street Bridge, uh, Marion Street and Commercial, and tomorrow from 8 to 10.30 at the Farmer's Market uh, on Marion Street. It's big uh, Farmer's Market, last one of the year. So come on down. Let's have a good time. Thanks, Curtis. Appreciate it. Uh, 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buke GMC. Talk on Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Anything's on the table. Anne-Marie writes a text. says, RFK has requested, RFK Jr., Secret Service protection as an independent presidential candidate. Do other presidents, do other candidates for president have this protection? Some do, not all. Okay, Biden apparently has the ability. Now I didn't know this, but Biden apparently, the president, has the ability to tell the Secret Service, "No, you can't give this person protection, and you can give that person protection," because that's exactly what he did. He denied RFK Jr. Secret Service protection when RFK Jr. was running against him in the primary. Now, I'm going to say something here, folks. Might light some of you up. I don't know. Don't believe. Yeah, I know, Freddie. Uh, I saw that. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Folks, don't believe this statement that RFK running as an independent hurts Joe Biden and sucks votes away from him. It does not. Poll after poll shows it's taking votes away from MAGA, okay? From Republicans, from people who would normally vote for Trump. Why? Because he's parroting the same things. Which is why the deep state won't assassinate him. Because now they can take votes away from Trump. They don't have to kill Trump. They don't have to assassinate RFK Jr. He's not that big a threat. Let's go to the phones and we're going to go to um, another caller. Caller, go. 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 Yes. Uh, this is Janet. 
Hi, Janet. Um, I've lived in Salem since 1961, and um, I was downtown recently, and I was absolutely ashamed and talking to a couple business owners, how many businesses are leaving. He told me of three. And I walked down by the old uh, penny store, and it was like a barn. The sidewalk was filled with junk and a toilet. Why would anybody want to vote to help the homeless in this country, in this city? It, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the city. But what I did want to talk about, I don't know if anybody's mentioned it, but to let, I wanted to let the audience be aware of a Christian movie coming to say uh, the Santa Am Regal Theater on the right, 29th hang on, and hang on. We, we, we got to go to Sunday and Monday break, night, Janet. And it's called, it's called The hang Miracle. Hang on. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break and then we'll get to Gary and Tim. You guys hang on to Street and Friday. What do you want to talk about? Back in a moment with Janet. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All right, let's go right back to Janet. Janet, uh, there's a Christian movie going to be shown when and where, and what kind of a movie is it? Um, it's, it's at the Fatty M Regal Theater, the 29th and 30th at 7 p.m. only. And it's called The Miracle of East Texas, and it's directed and starred Kevin Sorbo, who has put out several Christian movies. So I think in this messed up country we live in, we all need a feel-good outlet. So thank you for your time. Janet, thank you. I appreciate that. That's great. Kevin Sorbo, folks, for those of you who don't remember, was the guy who played Hercules on the TV series. It's Christian, he and his wife both, and they're both in the movie. Uh, Just before we go to Gary and then Tim, got to remind you, MyPillow has these incredibly great deals on all kinds of stuff that maybe would make great Christmas presents for you, or maybe housewarming gifts. Now, I'm not asking for a housewarming gift. When I get moved into my new home, hopefully sometime Uh, after Thanksgiving. I'm not asking for that, but I'm suggesting to you, you could do that for somebody else or again, get some of these incredible deals like on their Giza Dreams bed sheets. Folks, I sleep on them. They are amazing and they're deeply discounted. Plus, like some stuff up to 80% off. No kidding. The towel sets. I rave about the towel sets. Folks, you know that they're incredible. Go to MyPillow.com. Support Mike Lindell's fight for election integrity and this radio station's fight for election integrity. Support it. Just go to MyPillow.com and get all these incredible discounts by using the promo code PC23. PC23. All right, let's go to uh, Gary. Go. 
Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Hey, I didn't hear the first half of the uh, program today, but uh, people who call have to call the Secretary of State's office today. They're purchasing uh, spying software, which is one of the most sophisticated spying softwares uh, available to spy on all the Oregonians to make sure they're not talking about voter integrity uh, or they will be sounds like they're going to get shut off the internet some such thing uh but they're they're basically turning oregon into nazi germany uh with a spying uh software that they're purchasing today so they got to call the secretary of state yeah this has to be challenged uh it is highly unconstitutional and and a lot of this is in, in my prediction gary is going to revolve around kind of how trump's lawsuits trials work out on what you can say about an election the first amendment is truly under assault here with the secretary states do you have the number for the secretary state's office yes uh philip andrews is who you got to call philip andrews and his phone number is 971-600-6269 uh, it's on my newsletter. I'm sure you'll get it up on your uh, uh, web page. But 971-600-6269. Call them today because they're making the decision today to buy this spy software. Okay, folks, you want to stand up for your freedom? This is your opportunity. Call Philip Andrews. Go Ducks while we can still say that. Bye. Yeah, while we can still say it. Philip Andrews, Secretary of State's office, 971 600 Six two, six nine. Got to go to Tim. Tim, go. Hi, Jeff. Last night I was on uh, Allison Commercial by the French Press, and I decided to hold two signs. And I found out my left hand isn't as strong as my right hand after about an hour. Okay. Now on Million and Commercial this afternoon about the homeless. When I was standing there, they were homeless that were so mentally, uh, what would I want to call it? They had such mental issues, they would run across traffic while it was moving, and this one gentleman would fall about half the time. And Really? Oh, yeah, it was awful. What I found was there were a number of homeless people that needed to be doing something else because they were erratic their behavior, but there were a lot of people there that really didn't look like they needed to be there. They were just kind of walking around. Do you think they were high on drugs? No. I don't. They acted normal, but they just didn't need to be there. And they were younger. They didn't and need to be there. Like, like, you don't think their issues were such that they couldn't be in normal society? Or why did you say they didn't correct. need to be there? That's correct. Okay. It was almost like if I had to, they were doing something that maybe we wouldn't agree with. Okay. Tim, uh, and, and you're going to be somewhere today? Well, I'm going to be with Curtis. Oh, you're going to be with Curtis today. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And, and what time and where? Quickly. Uh, three o'clock, and then we're going to go to six. Awesome. And where? It's right where Dollar Tree is. Isn't that Marion and Commercial? I think you're right. 
Very good. Thanks. And thanks for what you're doing. Let's go quickly to Art. Art, good morning, brother. Good morning, Jeff. Uh, hope you have a great weekend. Stay warm. I just wanted to point out, okay, that the city of Salem wouldn't have problems with money if they quit supporting this global warming stuff and what the Democrats are doing because everything's going up in price, Jeff, the gas, et cetera, et cetera. And the only reason it is is because they embrace this climate BS. We would have, if we'd open up the spigots and we'd produce more natural gas and we wouldn't have all these regulations, I think we would all find that we could afford uh, to do the things that we need to. It's the Democrats and the environmental wackos that have created this problem, and our commissioners who embrace this global warming crap. Uh, yeah, where's that now? Where's the warming now? No, it's wintertime. And it's going to get cold. And yeah, the only right. reason it costs hey, more. Hey, thanks, Art. Uh, great point. Great point. They spent a lot of money on this so-called climate change stuff. I appreciate it. Let's go quickly to Dwight. Yeah. Dwight, go. You're up last. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Morning. Hey, uh, my, my question. We're being asked to vote to raise the taxes for a Marion County fire. And I don't know why they have not included any arguments pro or con in the voter pamphlet. I need some help there. I'm sitting on a sense on which way to vote on that. Thank you. I would vote yes, because Marion County Fire is not just, I mean, it covers all, it covers everything that Salem Fire does not. Okay? And that means a lot of rural areas and people out in, in need that kind of support. Typically, Marion County Fire is pretty darn good with how they spend your money. I would vote yes on it. I would certainly vote no on the new Salem City income tax. Friends, thanks so much for joining us. Deeply appreciate each Thank and every you. one of you Thank listening. You appreciate you caring about your liberty. Pray for this great nation. Stand firm and join Petunia today and tomorrow. So